And so let's lift our Bibles up and wave them around, make Jesus glad and the devil mad, and let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I've tuned in to live stream tonight on purpose and intentionally because I'm hungry and thirsty for more. I thank you for allowing me to live in the last days. And Father, I will succeed. I will overcome. I will pursue and overtake and recover all that the devil has stolen from me because I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, let's look at Isaiah 59 tonight. And it sounds kind of familiar because I'm going to cover some ground here that I covered a couple of weeks ago on the 2nd of uh, January, Sunday morning. Uh, and uh, this message entitled 2022, Lifting Up the Standard. And so this is the second uh, part of a message. I just wanted to share a couple of thoughts with you tonight. It's not going to be long. And I'm not going to take the time to go over everything I shared Sunday morning. A lot of times I'll, I'll, I'll go over a lot of things and repeat it, but I won't do that tonight. So if you haven't heard the message from the 2nd of January, uh, please get the media and, and listen to that because it's, it's a key to what God is going to do in 2022. Um, lifting up the standard. So let's look at uh, Isaiah 59, verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, and he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies, your tongue hath muttered perverseness. None calleth for justice. Uh, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. Now let's uh, skip down to verse 14. And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. And he saw that there was no man, and wondered and wondered that there was no intercessor. That word wonder there, he was astonished. He was stunned that there was no intercessor. In other words, there was no one that stood up for right and for the people that were being mistreated. Therefore, his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness, it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, accordingly, he will repay fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies, to the islands he will repay, recompense. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. And of course we know that word standard there typically means a battle flag. 
But in this case, if we'll get into the, into the Hebrew, I like the NLT, verse 19. It says, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, he will come like a raging flood tide driven by the breath of the Lord. <laughs> I like to put it this way. I mean, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God shows up like a tsunami. <laughs> Praise God. So we're talking about 2022 lifting up the standard. And uh, please get the media, you know, from January the 2nd. But uh, during the holidays, I mentioned that uh, I was meditating, thanking God for my family, my wife and kids and grandkids and my, my ministry, my church and you. And just thanking God, meditating on all that he had done in 2021 and anticipating 2022. And, and the Lord put in my heart that he had been a standard to me and my family. And I thought about these verses. Uh, the Lord will lift up a standard. And, uh, and I thought about the stabilizing effect the Lord had. He's been with us through all kinds of of persecution and betrayal and you name it. It's, 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 you know, it's, I wouldn't trade the will of God for anything, but yet, you know, we, we have to lean on him and he's been there for us to lean on. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so as, as I meditated on these, these verses after that, um, I, I saw some similarities from, from past visitations. And uh, I guess one of the biggest ones that I, that I remember is what I call the tsunami dream. And I've told it many times. I don't think I need to rep repeat it here. But uh, that, that tsunami dream came to me just three, uh, three months ahead of 9-11. It was in June of 2001 that dream came. And uh, I saw this tsunami headed for me on the beach, and I was afraid of it thought I was going to be killed by it. And in the dream, I wrote it all the way. It thrust me forward with power. And, uh, and I thought about uh, the, the evangelist from the turn of the century uh, who, who said, you know, the same wave that brings glory is going to bring destruction. And uh, so that's really kind of the wave the, or, the, or the, the flood tide driven by the breath of the Lord that, that Isaiah is talking about. You know, we're living in a time where evil, we just got through praying over uh, a man, Scott Henry, we just prayed over him tonight because evil has attacked not only him but his family. What, is, what are his children have to do with anything he's done? That's not right. I, I, really, I really hope that the, the law, law enforcement will look into the people that have done this. I don't know if they're reporters or if they're activists or who they are, but if they, if they confronted a child off the school bus the way I heard it, if that's true, they ought to be arrested. I mean, this is, this is outrageous. But this is, see, this whole thing that we read here tonight was the state of Israel when, when, you know, the prophet was prophesying the coming of the Messiah 700 and some odd years later. He prophesied the coming of the Messiah. He said, this evil is so bad, the Messiah himself is going to come and set it right, which he did. And so now we have a, a similar situation. Evil is sweeping over our nation. But guess what? The church is here. The church is here to lift up a standard and to bring a tsunami of righteousness. And so let's not, let's not lose 
sight. Let's not get overtaken by the evil part and get all discouraged about what they're doing, but let's get excited about what God is doing through the church. This is a great opportunity for the church to shine. The darker it gets in the world, the brighter the light will be for the church. So I thought of, I thought of this tsunami dream, how I turned from terror and fright to the most exhilarated feeling that I ever had. I mean, I felt such power. I was riding on top of that tsunami like, like a surfer would ride on the top of a wave, except this thing was 50 foot tall and it was driving me forward and, uh, and nothing could stand before me. And that's the kind of power that the church has. If, and we have to realize that no matter what it looks like, God is working like that sometimes behind the scenes, but eventually we're going to see it break out and it's going to become manifest. Everybody say the word manifest. See, I, that's, I'm believing that we're going to see more manifestations uh, of God's power and God's righteousness in 2022. And the spirit of lawlessness is going to start to take some licks you listening to me? I'm telling you the spirit of lawlessness is going to start getting knocked back. It already is happening. It's already happening. So let's not, let's not get discouraged. Let's not allow ourselves to get under the gun, so to speak. But let's, let's stay on top of the tsunami. <laughs> Amen. And so um, here in, in this dream, I didn't know what God was trying to tell me. Uh, I didn't know exactly what it meant. I, I did know that uh, uh, John G. Lake, I couldn't think of the man's name, but John G. Lake is the one that said that, uh, that uh, the same uh, wave that brings the glory is going to bring destruction. And what, what, a, what a revelation that is. But that's true in all the Bible. I mean, the more, uh, and that's what it's talking about right here, is a tsunami of righteousness overtakes and smacks and smashes that, that uh, flood of, of wickedness. And so <clears throat> this uh, tsunami dream occurred just three months before 9-11. And when 9-11 happened, I didn't recall the tsunami dream right away. In fact, I kind of felt left out. I kind of felt like something had happened and I didn't have a warning. I didn't know it was coming. Well, I did have a warning and I did know it was coming. I just didn't know how to, you know, you don't know what you don't know. I've never lived through anything quite like that. Uh, we're living through things right now that we've never lived through before. I'm not saying it's the worst it's ever been. I'm not saying it's different or whatever, but this generation, we're seeing some things we've never seen. And we, we can stand around and be amazed at that, or we can be energized by the Spirit of God and realize that we're part of the reason we're here is we're, we've got a moment where we, we can shine for Jesus. We can make a, we can make a real difference. Do you, Pastor, you think we're going to change everything? No, I, I, don't, I don't say that we're going to change society or change everything, but we're going to get a harvest out of it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get a harvest out of it because I know people are fed up with lawlessness. They're fed up with murder and crime and mayhem and uh, the kind of craziness that's going on right now. They do not like it. And I believe that this is going to get, it's going to get slapped back in a very dramatic fashion. So let's not be surprised or amazed. Let's just, let's just be thanking God ahead of time before we see any evidence of it. So <clears throat> looking back on what God had shown me and I didn't realize what it was, 
at the time. And then right at the same time of the tsunami dream, I had this visitation one day on my patio. God began to speak to me and I saw my I saw my mantle and I saw my platform of authority and I won't get into all of that real detail. But that day I, I just, I started, I was praying much in other tongues and I just started getting words, advancement, advancement, you know, and then I started thinking about advancement, meditating on the word. And then, then I got promotion, uh, you know, and I started meditating on that word. God, you know, Promotion comes not from the south, the east, or west, but God is the judge. He puts down one, sets up another. And then uh, the next word I got was enlargement, advancement, promotion, and enlargement. Then I got Isaiah 54, you know, start making room for bigger. He said, you're about to break forth on the right hand and on the left. Expand your, your borders of your tent. You know, make room for more. And I got to meditating. You know, you can't, you can't make a tent bigger in size and footprint without raising the center pole. Why? Because if you do, the water's going to fall on the tent and it's either going to fall in from the weight of the water or it's going to leak through. So you've got to have a certain amount of height to the middle of the tent in order to break out on, the, on each side. And so that speaks of promotion. So you can't get enlarged without having promotion. So promotion was part of it. See, it was all tied together. And, uh, and, I, and, and, and you know, I, I wasn't understanding what God was saying, but, you know, looking back on it now, God was getting us ready for 9-11. And in the tragedy of 9-11, because we stood for right, you know, our land miracle happened during 9-11. Uh, an unsaved businessman made a whole lot of money when everybody else was selling stock. He was, you know, he was shorting stock. <laughs> and he made a bunch of money. And, and as a result, the church was gifted a, uh, an 85-acre piece of property and a $600,000 debt was forgiven. Anybody remember that land miracle? So that came, see, that was all as a result of, 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 of this of the standard that, that when the evil came, when evil came, God lifted up a standard against it. And that's what he was telling me over the holidays when I was meditating on this, on this wonderful idea of a standard, him being a standard to us. It wasn't just he was our support. It was he was our violent champion by our side. I mean, when people mess with us, they mess with God. I mean, when they mess with him, I mean, you just don't mess with a whirlwind. And that's who we have on our side. Come on, lift your hands right now. Thank God. Uh, Jesus, the standard, is right by our side. He's, 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 a, he's a raging flood tide that's being raised up against all this evil and, and lawlessness. So going back to 2001, uh, Gladys and I, as you probably remember, we've given this testimony many times, but... On that morning when the, when the Twin Towers fell, we were on our way to Channel 14, uh, which was the TBN affiliate at the time. They're now closed. But at that time, we were hosting the local Praise the Lord program. And guess what? We had a prayer meeting. It's probably the first prayer meeting in the whole city dedicated to praying that day. And what did we do on that program? I had, the, I had everybody kneel down and repent of the sin of this nation. I, I humbled ourselves on behalf of the nation and asked God to forgive the sin. 
What did the nation as a whole do? Well, our politicians, including George W. Bush, they started making some crazy statements like Islam is a, is a religion of love. We're all children of the same God. He started building up Islam. Oh, I was so angry. I couldn't stand it. And, you know, this was not the message that needed to be, that needed to be uh, given out. I mean, what we need is that this is a Christian nation, not an Islamic nation, and that we're not all children of the same God, and we, we need to repent of our sin. What sin is it? Well, abortion's one. Mistreatment of Israel's another. Those two things right there will sink your ship. And so that's what we repented of that morning on the set at TBN here in Houston. Gladys and I led the prayer. We, we were bold, and, and thank God we had some people that kind of caught on to it. I think it kind of surprised them that that's what we did. They weren't used to that kind of praying. That's what regional centers do. They, they take over the leadership, and they begin to uh, represent more than just their little me, my four, and no more. And so uh, after that, I found almost no one had our perspective on 9-11. And the politicians all said, oh, we're going to build back bigger. We're going to build back stronger. And they did. They built the One World Trade Center. That's what it's called, the official name, the One World Trade Center. That's what it's called. That's what they built back, taller, bigger, more glamorous looking than the twin. You know, the twin towers were tall, but they were ugly buildings. I mean, they really were ugly building. But, you know, I, I might be watching. In fact, I was watching uh, Home Alone 2, <laughs> a Christmas movie, a, a few, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it's got a picture of the Twin Towers in it. And, you know, every time I see a picture of, of them in a movie or, or a picture or something, I just, I have such a grief. I have such a grief because I know it marked a huge decrease uh, over this nation, and this nation lost a whole lot of ground during that time. We could, have, we could have seized the high ground. We could have repented of our sin. We could have asked for God's mercy. We could have asked for God to lead us and guide us. No, we proudly said we're going to build back greater. We're, gonna, we're not going to let this attack uh, steal our American spirit. Well, we should. We should we, I'm not talking about stealing, stealing the American spirit. I'm talking about repenting of your sin. Because God's hand came off the country long enough for those things to fall. And uh, people didn't get that message. So, uh, so this, this all happened only two years after Wake Up the Church that God gave me in 1999, five weeks after Brother Osteen went to heaven. And uh, I, I didn't know the, the uh, depth of the depravity of this nation. I didn't understand how far it had fallen from God's graces. And uh, looking back now, 23 years over my shoulder, now I can see, I can begin to see why God gave these spectacular, what I call spectacular guidance in a vision, a dream, and, and all of these things that he's done. Uh, so I'm just saying that 22 is the year to lift up this standard, to release a raging flood tide of righteousness driven by the breath of the Lord. That's our, that's our mission in 2022. What we just prayed tonight for Scott Henry is part of that. We're releasing a flood tide 
to, for his benefit, not just for his benefit, for all of our benefits. Because this, these groups are anti-American. They're communist-driven. They're, they're, they're for the destruction of this nation as it's been founded. And it's on purpose. They want to they just completely uh, take away the morals of our young people, and they want to change the, the history of this country as it was founded. They want to mischaracterize it. Have we done everything right in this country? Of course not. There have been things that are shameful. I think everybody pretty well knows that those things are talked about. Should we just beat ourselves over the head all the time? How about all the good things that we've done? We've done a lot of good in this country. Let's not ignore those. So uh, we're going to release a raging flood tide of righteousness driven by the breath of the Lord. So i got three things. Righteousness in the way of right thinking on the election. This 2022 election is critical. That's why there's such a fight going on already. Usually midterms are not this contentious. They're getting pretty contentious. And the, the, the elite want to dictate to us who our candidates are. They're coming out and they're, they're releasing their, their people that they are for. And, uh, and I reject it. I, I, that's what the primary is for. The primary is for the people to select the, the grassroots, the grassroots to select their own candidates. And some of these people that are being um, uh, endorsed by office holders, I don't agree with. And I'm not going to vote for them. So, uh, so we've got to have right thinking. This flood tide is going to come with right thinking about the election. We're going to vote correctly because we've got some good choices this time. We're not going to settle for some of these choices that we've been given. Uh, right thinking on the issues. Let's, let's get clear about what the issues are, see. And there's cer there certain things that are more important than economic factors. Are economic factors important? Yes. But pro-life and pro-Israel are two more important things. More important things. See, let's get our issues, right thinking on the issues. See, the, those two, the uh, uh, pro-life and, and, and pro-Israel, those, those are the reasons the country's in judgment. We have murdered uh, our, ch our children, murdered them, blood's on our hands. And, and, and in spite of the fact that most Americans do not favor abortion, they don't. If it were ever put to a vote, it wouldn't pass. That's why it's never put to a vote. It's, 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 it's demagogued. You know, they try to make you feel guilty and all of that. They have all the violent protesting. So, listen, we've got to have right thinking on the issues. And then finally, right thinking on our actions. We've got to have the Holy Ghost govern our actions. We can't be, uh, you know, we have to be firm. You know, I heard uh, Michael Berry say this this morning. And, uh, you know, he, he said, you know, one thing I've learned in all the years of politics is the politicians must be afraid of the electorate. You ha they have to be afraid of the voters. And I say amen to that, Michael. I mean, our job is not to be everybody's best friend. Yeah, do we pray for them? Yeah, but you know what? When they don't do the right thing, we need to let them know that we're not pleased. This right here is going on right now. I'm not at liberty to share some of the things that are going on right this minute that we're talking. But there are some high politicians that are just hearing what we think about their recent stands 
<laughs> I'm talking about God has opened a door for us. And I believe the church in, at large, if the church would just step into it, if the church would step into its rightful role, uh, I believe that politicians, instead of hating the voters and looking down on the voters and thinking that voters don't know anything, they would be more busy. They would be busier being afraid of the voters and trying to court their favor. That's the right thing to do. They ought to be trying to court our favor. Now, some of them are messed up pretty bad. So they're, they're, you know, they're, we're fixing to come out in the public here pretty soon about who we're going to back in the 2022 election. I'm not ready to do it just yet, but it's coming. And some of, the, some of the people that think they've got it made, they don't have it made. Amen. <laughs> so that's all I can say. You know, I keep rem being reminded of Esther. You know, it's for such a time as this. Who knows but f that, that you've been brought to, the, to this point for such a time as this. That's what Mordecai told Esther. And I keep thinking of the destiny uh, of me and my family, uh, my wife and I, my family. We started this church, and now you. This is such a, a divine association that we have together. And uh, it's for such a time as this. Just think if Esther had not been in charge, had not been in, in favor with the king, if she had not been willing to lay her life on the line and take a risk that could possibly have killed her, the Jewish people could have been exterminated way back then. They were on the hook. They were on, I mean, all of the, the, the king was against them. Uh, all the people were against them. Everybody had planned on who they were going to kill all over the kingdom, 122 provinces. And, uh, and so it was a miracle of deliverance. Listen, God, you know, it doesn't take a whole army of people to get God to bring in the deliverance for for our nation again he hadn't lost the he hadn't lost that recipe and you know the spirit of Haman is still here he hates Jews he hates Christians he's trying to kill both but you know what let's let's be governed by the word and the spirit and uh, we're going to turn back the plans of the unrighteous and hit this earth with a tsunami of righteousness. Amen. Let's lift our hands and receive the word of God. Be encouraged tonight. Father, we thank you that you've chosen us to live now and we see the big picture. We're not about to cow. We're not about to bow. We're not to, about to back up. <laughs> but we're going to pursue and recover all in Jesus' name. Amen.